Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Okay, so, um, augmenting, let's talk a little bit about that for a second. So, I'll, t- I'll tell you how I use EFT to kind of augment what I've got going on. How does that sound? Okay. And I, I will tell you in advance that my dogs snore like crazy wild animals in the background, and so I'm going to try and move away from them, but that's the crazy noise you hear. Um. Anytime I use EFT to clear up little bits of, like, anytime I notice resistance. And so when I first started EFT, I started, I mean, and it was a big list. Like, I literally sat down and I made a list of everything I felt resistance about. And when I sat down with that process, I thought it would be, you know, three or four things. Or maybe 10 things. Or maybe 20 things. But when I really got down to it, it was like, okay, all the things I felt resistance about about my job, all the things I felt resistance about about money, all the things I felt resistance about about my relationships, I was flowing a lot more resistance than I really thought I was. And I started getting really nitpicky about it, like I was sort of being a vibrational snob, and I ended up with a fairly long list of things that I wanted to clear up with EFT. And I'm so thankful I did that. And it was a process. Like I would I set aside a little bit of time every day and I would just sit in my chair and pick one of the things off that list and tap on it. And sometimes I would feel that immediate release. Like, oh, that's clear. I feel that. I feel that shift. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the issues were a little stickier, but I didn't and I didn't feel that immediate shift. And I would just leave them on the list and go back to it later. And I did that work for probably a couple of weeks, every day, a little bit at a time. And when I was done with that list, two weeks or so later, I kid you not, I had lost probably 10 pounds. My skin had cleared up. Wow. I felt like, you know, I felt like the universe, the sun was out. And it was subtle. It wasn't like there was any one big day where I was like, oh, everything changed. But at the end of that process, a lot of things had changed. I felt different, notably. I looked different. And so it was a pretty big clear to, clue to me about how much resistance I'd actually been packing around. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness, I did have some stuff going on in my life at that point that wasn't awesome. But what surprised me was like the subtle resistance that was sort of lurking in the shadows. My problem, quote, Right, had been getting a lot of attention, but there were other things going on in my life that I was resisting too that were probably from an energetic standpoint contributing to the energy of those problems in ways that I didn't really realize. Mm-hmm. So that first sort of major cleanup operation 
was amazing. And I make a point to do that about once a year. So usually around the first of the year, while everybody's all about making their New Year's resolutions or their thought for the year or their word for the year or their intentions, I don't do that. I spend those first few days of the new year on this kind of a process every year so that I can start the year on a cleaner, energetic playing field. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. So it would make sense to do that, say, right after the eclipse now. It's ironic, huh? huh? Today's yeah. the day we're talking, right? So yep. it actually, yep. in preparation for this call, I thought about it, about how ironic that is, that today is the perfect day to start that process again. And I, not so ironically, I mean, the eclipse has tossed our family some major league energy. So I am so excited to, like, sit down this afternoon when I'm done with my calls and make my list and actually put on my schedule that I'm going to do half an hour this time, this time, this time. It's just, it feels exciting to me to, to do that process. And I love it because I know that it creates shifts in my life. Mm-hmm. So after, after I do that process, though, I use EFT for maintenance. So you're about to get too much information right now. Are you ready for a TMI moment? <laughs> yes. I often EFT while I'm on the toilet. Okay, you got privacy. Do you speak I mean, out loud? I Sometimes I speak out loud if I'm home alone. If I'm not, I don't. It's not required. I think there's power to the spoken word. I really do. So I like it if I can. But, I mean, I don't always schedule five or ten minutes here and there to do my EFT, but I do every day, at least once or twice, because that's a natural time that I sit down and take a break. I mean, a lot of people say I don't have time, and I always say, well, you're just not making it. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I make a little bit of time every day. Oftentimes, down towards the end of my day, I think about what I want to clean up for that day. You know, if I had an experience that wasn't as ideal as I would like it to have been, I clean up the energy from that. Or at the beginning of the day, I'm noticing I'm feeling a little bit tight or anxious about something. I clean that up. An example of that might be, and this is little, right? This is silliness. But my youngest child is at my oldest child's home for the eclipse. Um, And where I live, traffic has been just, eclipse traffic has been the traffic of the century. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we're going to have to make arrangements to pick Kingston up, and I don't want to have to drive in that traffic. So, I mean, I'm not anxious. I'm not whatever. It's just not something I want to do. But that energy, right, like that clingy energy of resistance clings on to other things that feel like that. And before you know it, you've got a snowball of sorts. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that energy. And so I EFT'd this morning on you know, my resistance to the drive to Oregon to pick up my kid and feel better, not feeling it so much anymore. And I find that with EFT, if I use it on, if I use it consistently on the little stuff, right, the pesky stuff, those silly little things that aren't that big of a deal, I have way fewer big deals in my life because there aren't as many things that sort of snowball up and attract other things and other things and other things like them. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
So I think a lot of people look at EFT for the big fix or the big clean, and there's a lot of wisdom to that. If you've got something that's bothering you, I mean, and it's whatever, you EFT it, you do that. You do your work. But the real magic is in the maintenance, sort of that I would call it prophylactic tapping almost, Mm -hmm. where you quit tolerating small irritations. And that way those small irritations don't ever get energetic traction to attract other things. So thoughts, questions so far. What are you thinking? Okay. Um, I am loving everything that you're saying. I'm sitting here nodding, which, you know, if we were together, you would see. Like, yep, makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, so just to, again, give you a little bit more insight about me. So, you know, why are we having this conversation? Why am I now doing all the, you know, various things that I'm doing is, uh, while I do not really have, I'm not aware of any major issues. I know I'm immensely blessed to have a wonderful marriage, I own my own business, I have a great business partner, Uh, money is good, my health is great. I also know that it's time to kick it up a notch in every aspect because if I do not change anything, a year from now, I'll be probably pretty much where I am right now. And... I would prefer to improve things. Things can always be improved on every level. So if somebody asked me, um, you know, if I had a genie right here coming out of a bottle and I can ask for three things, this is what I would ask for. I would ask for perfect health, which for me includes not just perfect physical health, but also perfect cognition, perfect eyesight, perfect hearing, vitality, stamina, etc. The second thing I would ask for is twice the money that I have now. And the third thing would be twice the amount of free time that I have now. As a business owner, trust me, time is, especially leisure time, vacation time, is something I dream of. So sometimes I think, well, how can I achieve all this? And I am very open to receiving information on what can help me along that path. Uh, Because the time is now. Delaying it doesn't make any sense. So that's just one. That's sort of the macro picture on the smaller everyday things, Uh, you know, when you talk about resistance or maybe fear, I think that, I don't know if you agree that most worry is a form of fear. So, you know, being human, I will get worried about certain things. There's a deadline and, you know, the approval on my grant proposal is not coming in or a speaker needs to send in his or her slides and they've missed three deadlines and it creates anxiety. Um, My husband and I, we have this rental apartment which 
kind of fell into our laps because that's where I used to live. And when we got married, we had to buy a bigger apartment and we just never sold that one. So now we are just tenants are turning over and it's like, well, is the next person that we lease this apartment to going to be a good tenant, you know, just paying the rent of time, on time and, you know, being reasonable with, you know, so something breaks, yes, we'll fix it for you. But otherwise, you know, you live your life, we live our lives. It's all hunky-dory. So there are all these daily things that uh, perhaps I can address with EFT. I've never tried it. Why not try it? And I think it's those daily things. Like I said, that's the magic. Because those yeah. daily things do have a cumulative effect in your energy field. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they stick, like I said, they're like little fuzzballs. They stick to other fuzzballs. They stick to other fuzzballs. Those daily things, oh, my goodness, my dog is snoring so loudly. Those daily things are the kinds of things that create, you know, prevent us from having the energy to really dedicate to our manifesting the way we want to, to be as clean with our energy. So those daily things matter a lot. And in terms of manifesting specific things, I will say that probably the most important manifestation I've ever done in my entire life was I can directly attribute it to EFT. Um, I was working with a woman named Anissa Avon, who I think is an EFT genius. And at that point, she had some sort of manifest your soulmate program. And let me tell you, I was about a thousand miles away from manifesting my soulmate when I started that program. Like my romantic life was a horror show of tragedies. I was a mess. And the beginning of that program, she spent a lot of time on cleanup. Um, And it was really good. As you moved to the end of the program, she started with a process she called living visions, where you spend a few minutes every day visualizing or speaking out loud how you want it and tapping on the meridian points while you do that. Um, and And I've written about this. I mean, I used to tap. I couldn't imagine my ideal partner. I, I just couldn't get to it. But what I could imagine was going to this day spa that I go to with some friends of mine and sitting with a perf with one of my friends and describing to her having met the man of my dream. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't have enough imagination to pull him out of thin air, but I could imagine that scenario. So I would tap every day. And when I say every day, it wasn't that long. I mean, the whole program was eight weeks. Um, but I would tap and tap and tell myself that story of sitting in the tub at the spa with my friend and telling this story, and I'm tap, 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 tapping away. And I remember the day where I was actually sitting in the tub at the spa telling my friend the story of the amazing, wonderful man that I'd met. So I directly attribute EFT to having manifested my husband. Oh, I think that's awesome. And it makes sense, right? Like we had done the cleanup work, but then we actually sort of, for lack of a better way of putting it, implanted that reality into my energetic meridian 
with the tapping so firmly that in my energy field, that was a reality. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So can you please help me create some, I don't know if script is the right word for this, Please understand, you are talking to a babe in diapers when it comes to me. <laughs> really. So I am, what I'm, one of my expectations from you and from this call is for you to really say, okay, this is how you do it. Write it down. This is how you formulate it. And then you tap on the following spots three times, five times, dominant hand, fingers, which ones, index, everything. So, okay, I'll tell you the keys, right, like the important parts yes. of the process, what we would call the basic recipe. And um, you can look online and get an EFT tapping chart, which would be easier for, or that would be easier than me trying to explain to you where exactly you're tapping. But generally, it's between, you know the top of your head. Some people do a setup statement on their hands. I don't necessarily always do that, but it's between the eyes, side of the eyes, and I will send you this. So don't write it all down. Okay. Under the eye, under the nose, chin, and then collarbone, followed by top of the head. Those are your tapping points, and I'll send that to you. Okay. Um, and the the trick is like the key statement is but I unconditionally and profoundly love myself or something to that effect. So a statement might be, even though I'm feeling anxious about this deadline at work, I still deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. That's usually the one that I use. Mm -hmm. But you want to use some sort of a phrase that indicates that anchors in that self-love, that acceptance. But I still deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. That's okay, but I still deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. So you identify the issue. So in my case, it would be even though I'm feeling anxious about the drive to Oregon and I don't really want to go, that's okay because I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself over and over and over again. Now, and you do that, there's no set period of time. Like I might do it. Once or twice at each tapping point, I had to even stop and tap to think about how long I actually do it, probably just once at each tapping point. But I take my time. I mean, I'm slow with it. I don't rush that process. And then I move on to the next tapping point and repeat it. And I often will do two or three rounds of clearing the problem and then a final round of saying it exactly the way I want to say it. I mean, so then I would switch in that final round to, I know I'm going to have a great time on the drive, and I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I actually really enjoy the time I spend in the car, and I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Um, Every practitioner has sort of their own basic recipe. So the key points that you want to remember are hitting those points, and I'll walk you through it. We'll do a couple rounds on something that you've got going on. Um, I'll walk you through it. But, I mean, what you want to hit is the right points on your body. 
and you want to make sure that you add in that anchor statement of I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. Um, some practitioners are really, they're, they're much, they're very rigid, right? Like you start with the hands, you make sure you close at the top, you do, like, I don't, it doesn't, I'm not so rigid about being really specific I just think the things that matter that you're hitting the main points, the main chakra points, and that you always wrap it up with that statement of self-love because your subconscious hears that and it takes a deep breath and exhales and then it just gets a little easier to clear. And then it hears that you deeply love yourself and your subconscious is like, oh, and it lightens up and it gets a little easier. Like that message is incredibly powerful. And how do you do that visioning process? Like when you imagine yourself uh, describing your perfect mate to your friend? I just, in that case, all I did was I, I'm not a particularly visual person. I'm much more auditory than visual. So Mm -hmm. I talked it out loud and just, you know, tapped for a few seconds on one point, tapped for a few seconds on another point. And you'll get real familiar with these tapping points. It sounds kind of abstract and confusing right now, but after you do this for a few days, this is going to make a lot more sense. So when I was doing my living vision, I wasn't as concerned with the anchor statement. I just told myself a story out loud and tapped through those points. So were you saying, uh, I am now at my spa with... uh, whatever your friend's name is, and this is what I am telling her? Or Pretty much. I mean, I can't believe what a good time I'm having at the spa today with Jeanette. It was a different Jeanette, by the way. We're having, you know, it's so relaxing and it feels so good to be here, and I am telling her what an amazing man this is. Like, I feel like I knew the instant I met him. And she's so happy for me. She's so happy to hear that this is happening and it feels so good and just tapped through that whole scenario over and over and over again. Wow. And when I say over and over and over again, I'm not talking about, you know, forever, really, a few minutes a day. Mm. Okay. Okay. So you still do it every day. Like I said, if I don't make time for it, it's on my list of self-care items. Like I have uh-huh. a self-care list. Okay. EFT is on my self-care list every day. And I try to make a scheduled time for it. As you know, post-eclipse, I will schedule time for EFT. Like put it on my calendar yep. for the next few days. But if I don't, I make sure that I get it in. Like I said, when I'm mm-hmm. sitting on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I I'm not that concerned about it because there are certain things I do every day. I write more morning pages. I do a meditation, so it's really easy to add a few minutes or of EFT. And I mean, we were really talking about a few minutes. I mean, I would say five to ten minutes of EFT a day will change your life. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so I have to ask you this because Jeanette, so bragged about you. It was the most adorable thing. And I have a tape. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So, because one of the, you know, manifesting things 
we were talking about uh, was I was explaining to her my business model, uh, which is a bit unusual in that while I do have clients, um, I only know some of them, and I generally do not interact with clients directly. I run a continuing medical education company. All the money is provided by pharma, and because it's pharma, they can, they can provide the money, but they don't talk to people. It's all done online. I write grant proposals. They go into a black box. I submit it online. I usually don't know whether they have money or not, uh, whether they will fund it or not. They, I just submit it, and then I pray. I hope for the best, and I keep this log of grants that have been submitted, um, and then a certain percentage of them are approved. And what I was saying to Jeanette is that something that I've been kind of pondering for years is how can I uh, increase the percentage of approved grants because it would free up so much time. You know, if I said, well, you know, I'm not, I don't really, it doesn't need to be 100% because how do I know that all of them are really going to be fun and interesting to execute and I'll enjoy it? Uh, you know, I might end up with, say, like the faculty person who was supposed to send me his slides on July 31st and I still don't have them. Uh, you know, that's not always fun. I can tell you right now that's what I want to tap on because, you know, it's uh, like, please, come on already. I need this. It's really important. Uh, and I also know, I've always known this, that what is mine is mine. I will always get what I'm supposed to get. But I cannot discern up front which side of that divide any grant that I'm submitting falls into. So Jeanette says to me, well, you should meet my business partner. I'm telling you, Lisa converts 100% of the people. She just does. And, you know, few people believe it. Most people are jealous of it. And she just sets it up in a way, you know, I'm going to get this client. And she taps. That's where she threw in the, the whole tapping thing. So we're both laughing, like, isn't this amazing? But, you know, I still felt like, well, you know, if, if I could get most of them, that would be fine. I'm not, you know, mathematical and analytical. And, you know, I'm the boss. I used to have to report to a boss numbers. This percent of grants got approved. Like, that meant anything. It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. Like, who cares? It's ultimately the amount of the business that comes in. Will it support the payroll, the office lease, the health insurance, the telephones, internet, all the things that, you know, the, the, the operational side and, um, you know, do we have enough money? And we do. But it would be good to have more with less time invested. That would be just beautiful. Yeah. So, so um, uh, anyway, just I, see, I keep coming back. This is probably the third time that I've come back to that, that thing about you that stayed with me. Uh, and I was like, wow, 
how does she do that? How do you get all clients? You know? I so, I will con I will confess to you. A couple of months ago I didn't get one. There was one one that I really wanted and I didn't get her and it screwed up my average. <laughs> um, <laughs> she wasn't right for you. She wasn't. I mean, I, and I probably will get her. I think I will. It wasn't the right time for her. I think that part of what makes my closing record so good is because I am resistance-free. And I mean, a lot of people say resistance-free, and they mean that one way. I'm, I'm pretty close to resistance-free almost all the time. And I will attribute 95% of that to EFT. 5% happened when I was so stressed over a situation a few years ago, two years ago, actually, that I just gave up the ghost on the rest of my resistance because it was making me insane. Um, so, I mean, from a resistance-free place, it's a lot easier to then set an, an intention, that intention being, I'm going to, you know, close this client, I'm going to get this deal, I'm going to whatever. Things flow a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, there, there's some other pieces to it, obviously. I'm pretty good on the phone. But I, generally speaking, it comes down to being very, 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 very mindful about what resistance I am still carrying and making sure that I don't tolerate any. Like, my goal is 100% resistance-free. Amazing. I love it. And I mean, resistance was my kryptonite for a long time. I mean, I was a law of attraction. Isn't everybody's? Right. Isn't I, I, yeah. I get the manifesting part. I mean, I'm a whiz with the tools of manifesting. and I. But I mean, you know what it's like when you're practicing all the tools. I mean, maybe you don't. Maybe you're 100% on your manifesting, but most of us aren't. I mean, I could do the tools, and I would get hit and miss results with my manifesting, enough for me to know that it worked. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I agree with that. This is why I feel that it's time for me to make some tweaks because I am at the point, you know, everything is fine, I'm happy, but there's more. So if I don't make any tweaks, uh, I won't make any progress. A year right. from now, I'll be kind of similar you know, for many, I am aware of, for instance, having doubled my income several times in my life before I ever heard of the law of attraction. I mean, that's not my world. I'm not a coach. I'm not, you know, it's sort of, I was always in business. But when I look back, I say, oh, yeah, how about, so how did I do that? Well, you know, I moved from academia into the corporate world, and I went for an interview, and they said, what kind of salary are you looking for? And I just doubled the amount of what I was making at Yale. And they said, mm -hmm. okay, well, easy peasy. I, you can call that law of attraction. I mean, that's, I just stated what I wanted, and that's exactly what I got. Okay. Um, you know, when... Ten years ago, my business partner and I started this current business. In our first year, we each made twice of what we were making in our previous companies. So that's another wow. example. So, 
Can you double your income? Sure you can. I've done it several times. And there must be other examples. So, I mean, I you know, could go on and on about that. So, uh, you know, it's And not- I think that's, that's really where resistance is the thing, too. Like, sometimes the big manifestations are way easier than the small man or the medium-sized manifestations because uh-huh. you're not really attached. You're like, huh, I'm just going to double it. Like, you, you don't know if that's going to work or not. You're not, like, hunkered down over that. You're just doubling it. Like, it's pretty light and easy. It's sort of, it's a little far out of range to get really up and knots about. So, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all about managing the resistance. And you're going to, like I said, it's not, EFT is rarely, and that is not entirely true because I have seen EFT sessions where somebody got up and walked away completely changed. Mm-hmm. After, you know, three or four rounds of EFT and they just exhale and you can see their faces change and, like, the tension is gone and it's good. I mean, I've done, I used to be super dental phobic. And, I mean, it didn't take very many rounds of EFT to clear that up. But EFT really is a cumulative daily process of cleaning up and releasing the energy, cleaning up and releasing the energy, cleaning up and releasing the energy. And then over time, you start to look around your world and see what's happening when you're resistance-free or resistance-light. I mean, resistance-free is that's big. That is my goal, though, at this point. And, I mean, certainly I'm not or I would be instantly manifesting, but I get close enough that I can hold that as a goal. Oh, Let's do it. All right. So what we will do is let's do one round on something kind of light and easy. Okay. And then I want you to think about what you would like me to do a recording for you for. Okay. Um, and in the next couple of days, I will, I will do a recording and I'll send it to you so you have that to play with. Okay. Um, but light and easy. Pick a topic. Light and easy. Uh, does this uh, speaker sending me slides fall into that? Tell me just a little bit more about that so that I can get into it a little, so I understand it a little better. All right. So um, I am organizing a symposium uh, in Vancouver on migraine in uh, September. And I've reached out to two of the world's top experts to speak to their peers. Um, I've invited them. I've specified everything. They both agreed. The three of us got on the phone. We talked through who would cover what. Uh, They actually, I told them what I was thinking about. They said, no, we're going to slice the content a little differently. This is what makes more, more sense for headache specialists to talk about. I said, great. How about your slide deadline for July 31st? They both said, okay. One of them, July 31st, like clockwork, here are the slides. The other one, nothing, nothing, multiple emails. Then he emailed me. He said, well, do you have any information about this? I said, no. You know, Dr. Dodix, this is continuing medical education. You know, I'm really looking to you to say to your peers what you believe is the most important that they should know. Last week, I called him, I called his cell phone because I had the number, and I left him a very nice voicemail message saying, hey, if you think I can help in any way, please just let me know what it is that I could do for you. 
implying, well, you have to tell me. I cannot write your slides for you. I'm not the expert that you are. I also said that he can request information. I cannot request it, uh, but he can. And that was probably Wednesday of last week. And I still, I said, you know, this is my cell phone number. I called him from my cell to his cell so you can call me back. Uh, I haven't heard anything from him. He hasn't sent the slides. So, uh, you know, as... You're, you're feeling anxious. I am feeling anxious, yes, because I need that. I need for the program to move forward. The slides need to go through review, and they need to get approved for continuing medical education ahead of time. Uh, so, yeah, time is getting short, and yes. You want, you want to hear something funny? Yes, I do. My husband is the education rehab manager for Providence St. Peter Pacific Northwest region. Okay. So I absolutely understand in painful detail what you do. Oh! <laughs> because what he, what he does is coordinate classes like what you offer mm-hmm. for Providence employees. But anyhow, all right, let's do this. Um, okay. So I want you to but just the one thing you should know, and I'm not going to do the setup on the hand. You can do that on your own if you, when you get the chart if you want to. When I say collarbone, like there's a spot right underneath your collarbone if you feel around in there. Collarbone? Okay. Yeah. It's like when you feel your collarbone, you just drop right underneath that, and I tap back and forth across my whole collarbone on both sides. Okay. That's the only spot that kind of moves around a little bit. Um, some people, when they're tapping, they, they've found that spot that they like on their collarbone, and they just top and tap in one spot. But most people tap back and forth across their chest, right underneath their collarbone. So when I say collarbone, that's what I'm talking about, okay? Okay. All right, so let's take I a I should deep probably break. take my necklace off, huh? You that might want to, yeah. Yeah, hold on. I'm putting Let me know when down. you're ready. Ready. And this is the migraine symposium, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, take a deep breath, kind of get yourself centered. Breathe and allow your shoulders to kind of drop and relax. And then probably your dominant hand. One or two fingers. I use my middle two fingers, but whatever. Tap right on the inside of your eye. And just tap while I talk. Even though I'm feeling really anxious about the migraine symposium. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a deep breath.
Move your tapping to the outside of your eye. Keep tapping. Even though I'm frustrated that he's not getting his stuff in, and communication seems to have broken down, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a deep breath. Now move, tap underneath your eye, right at the top of your cheekbone. Keep tapping. Even though time is running short, and I'm starting to feel really anxious about this, that's okay. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Deep breath. Under the nose, right at the top of your lips. Even though this is really frustrating, and it's my name that's on the line, and I don't like feeling unprepared, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a deep breath. On the chin, right in the center of your chin. Even though this guy has not got his act together and I need this to be handled and I'm anxious frustrated. That's okay. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a deep breath. And collarbone back and forth right underneath the collarbone. Even though I'm feeling anxious and I'm getting more anxious about this every day. And I have reason to be anxious about this. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Take a deep breath. Actually take two. Just stop tapping for a moment. Now, in this next round, I'm going to talk, and then I'll pause, and I want you to repeat after me, okay? Okay. Now, back to the top, inside of the eye. Even though I am anxious about how it's coming together for the migraine symposium. Even though I'm anxious as to how this is coming together for the migraine symposium. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Outside of the eye. 
Even though I find myself thinking about it and getting more and more anxious because time is running short. Even though I keep thinking about it and find myself more and more anxious because time is running short. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Under my under the eye. Even though I like to know things are coming together and this doesn't seem to be coming together. Even though I like things coming together and this doesn't seem to be coming together. That's okay. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Under the nose. Even though I can't figure out why he's not communicating and it's frustrating. Even though I can't figure out why he's not communicating and it's frustrating. I can let that go. I can let that go. And deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. And deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Chen, even though I feel like this might affect my reputation, even though I feel like this might affect my reputation. If it doesn't go the way it's supposed to. It doesn't go the way it's supposed to. I can ignore that. I can ignore that. And deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. And deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Collarbone. Even though this is frustrating and I feel anxious and it's not going the way I want it to. Even though this is frustrating and I feel anxious that it's not going the way I want it to. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. I'm going to do the last round here. You don't have to repeat after me. Take a couple deep breaths. We're going to start over. Inside of the eye. Even though this isn't going the way I wanted it to. And I feel like time's running out. I know that things always work out for me exactly the way they're supposed to. And I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Outside of the eye. I have a lot of evidence that things always work out for the best for me. I worry about these things because I'm human. But I know everything always comes out exactly the way it's supposed to. And I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Under the eye. Maybe he's not really supposed to be there. 
Maybe the universe has something else in store. Maybe this is a last-minute kind of guy that rallies at the very end. But whatever it is, I can relax into this because I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Under the nose, I know how to let this stuff go. I know how to relax into the moment. I know how to let the universe manage the details. I know how to take care of myself when things aren't going quite right because I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. Middle of the chin. I don't always see the magic of the universe working right in front of my eyes, but that doesn't mean it's not working. I don't have to know how things are coming together or why they go the way they do. I can be at peace right now because I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. And collarbone. I choose to take a deep breath and know that everything is working perfectly. All is well here. It always is. And I am ready to relax into that 100% right now. Take a deep breath. Stop tapping. Feel your energy. I feel pretty calm. Are you feeling calmer? Yes. It's a big shift, huh? Yes. <laughs> and it might come back up on you. And then you do two or, you know, a round or two or two or three rounds and you clean it up again. And you just, you, you do not tolerate stress. You do your work. And, and when you're doing it at the beginning, I mean, stress to get stress. It's a little bit more. But eventually you'll start to notice that it starts backing off and backing off and backing off and backing off. And, I mean, the, when I send you the tapping chart, I mean, you'll see other points, like the top of the head. Some people tap on a point right below the breast. Some people tap on a point right below the belly button. I mean, a lot of people close, and I do sometimes. If I feel inspired, like a lot of people will close the tapping at the top of the head. But the points that we just hit, those are the points that, those are the ones that are the basic that you really need to add in. Um, and then, you know, if you're inspired to hit all those other points, go on ahead and do that. But when I'm doing my EFT, the points that we just hit are probably the ones. Occasionally, I do a setup statement on my hand, but I think that's redundant. And like I said, sometimes I do close by tapping on the top of my head, but not always. Okay. Feels good, huh? It feels really good. Feels really good. So I'm looking at the time. Yeah. And that took about I'd say six or seven minutes, maybe. Okay. Uh-huh. 
And you see kind of how we wrapped back around. We did two rounds of clearing and one round of releasing with positive statements. Okay. All right. So I'm glad you clarified that for me because, uh, you know, the little bit of tapping that I've seen, uh, and this initially confused me profoundly, was this negative statement. Really? I'm supposed to say that? Yeah, that's exactly not what I want, right? So it was, uh, but you had a combination of that followed, like stating the problem, saying, even though this is happening, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself. But then you added positive statements at the end, which is really interesting to me. And um, it's probably the LOA in me, right? Like at the, in my core, that's who I am. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty habitual in terms of my pattern. I don't like to leave it on just the negative statements. I will mm-hmm. always do a round of positive statements. And if I've only got time to do two rounds, it'll be one clearing round and one positive statement. And I mean, we could take it the next step further and we probably could have taken it into, you know, tapping in that he turns his stuff in, you see the slides, they're great, it worked perfectly. But usually I like to clean up a little bit more, you know, over the course of a couple of days or whatever before I try and do that total turnaround. Mm -hmm. But I will always, end it with a round of, you know, very positive-oriented, releasing, relaxed, things feel good, I'm okay, this is okay, universe has got my back kind of statement. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love it. Love it. Because I resonate that at my core. I do. I know that I feel very safe in the world. I know that, again, uh, I, I am profoundly protected uh, what I'm doing is kind of, you know, learning to deal with these, you know, seemingly small, call them tolerations, to use a term that Jeanette loves, right? Oh, this is so annoying. It's driving me nuts, right? Thanks. So, yeah, yeah, in a global sense, you know, I am, you know, I don't have any big concerns, you know? I know I'm an immortal soul and I'll live forever, so... Certain things don't scare me, but <laughs> some of these day-to-day business things, oh, yeah, they can get me. I mean, for me, it's politics, right? Like, ask Jeanette. Oh, don't get me started, but I, I try not to give it too much of yeah. my energy. And I'm very, actually, I have found myself sometimes, I would say, you know what? I actually wish him well. I wish for him to do something that's good for the country. Genuinely, do something good. Because a lot of resistance, I think, just feeds this insanity. I mean, Jeanette was the one who kept reminding me that we manifested George Bush, you know, number two, by resisting (laughs) him so hard. And... I I come from a political family. I mean, the majority of my family works in politics, and I worked in political consulting for a long time. Oh, a lot. So, I mean, my husband, Jill, joked with me the other day. He's like, you're going to have bruises on your face from tapping because, you know, (laughs) it's, it's a thing. You've got this. And I think the key here is, I mean, learn the basics. 
which are really simple, as you can see. This is not complicated. And once you kind of get into that muscle memory where you know where your tapping spots are, make it your own. Do what you like. Like I said, if you want to do all the points and, you know, make sure you're getting every single one of them, go for it. If you're not inspired to do that, don't feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. One of those points is literally right under your breast. Like, I, that's just, I'm not going to pick up my breast and tap there for, <laughs> just not. But... <laughs> You know, work with what's comfortable, and it'll become very easy to do your own scripts. After, I mean, it gets pretty second nature. You know what's bugging you. Coming out of your own mouth is probably more powerful and just daily releasing and maintenance. In your situation, where you're at, I mean, where you're looking to sort of plateau up a next level, this is going to be great. You're going to, if you stick with this, you'll look back on this a year later and you'll go, holy cow, I can't believe how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're right. So good. All right. Like I right. said, email me when you want, you know, when you've got an idea what you'd like me to record one for you. And it won't be terribly long. It'll probably be maybe just a little longer than what we just did. Okay. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I would immediately say, oh, you know what? Give me something for five pounds to go away. Something about money. You know, (laughs) it's not hard to come up with a few things like that. Yeah. So just pick one. Okay. Let me know. I will. And I'll get it off to you. This has been a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to talk. You are you are in a spot that is one of my favorite places. You're not in crisis. I mean, this is just, this is just, I want to make a great life even better. And that is so much fun. Oh, well, thank you. I enjoyed this tremendously. Thank you for making the time for me. When the, you get a hold of the recording, please email it over. And um, I'm on this. I'm doing it. Good. I'm glad you reminded me we were recording. I'm going to stop yep. the recording right now and I'll send you a link in a few minutes. All right. Fantastic. Thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.